Warriors Plus Minus, the preeminent Golden State Warriors podcast, is brought to you by Game Time, your new go to app for the best deals on last minute tickets. Now, you know that ticket prices drop right before the game starts. And because Game Time actually tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last minute deals. Ticket prices can be up to 60% off. And since the Warriors are in that space where now you come to Warriors games to see the stars from the other team, yes, because that's how it used to be before Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green started this playoff era, people came to Warriors games to watch the other stars. Welp, they're back to being that team again, so you might as well check out Game Time. Go get your Christmas Day tickets because James Harden and Russell Westbrook are coming to town. But hey, maybe you just don't want to go to games. Maybe you're like me and want to catch a concert or a theater or something like that. Look, you can go to game time for that too. I'm waiting for Chloe and Hallie to slide through Chase Center. You know what I'm saying? Come on, Chloe. Come on, Hallie. Come through the bay one time for a show so I can take my daughter. So I can go to game time, tap twice, boom, boom, and we in this thing. Me and the princess singing our little hearts out. Yep, the Game Time app is that simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store and score last minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. Plus, minus. Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit. Plus, minus. That is a word right there. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Plus, minus. Yeah, like, like you, Marcus Thompson. Marcus always tell the truth. Plus, minus. The only thing that I would say to Ethan Strauss is that he's a pretty damn good reporter. Um, he's well plus respected. Minus. I think he got the highest plus, minus in the season in NBA history. Welcome back to Warriors Plus, minus. Uh, once again, I am out here, solo dolo, to the face, out here in these streets, in these podcast streets by myself, walking through unknown alleys, darkened by night and danger, but I'm all alone, and I need no one else. I'm lying. Anyway, uh, Tim Kawakami, my usual co-host, is not available today. He is... Uh, recording a podcast for the TK show, one that I think you might want to listen to when it drops. Uh, and my other usual co-host, Ethan Strauss, is busy putting words together. He's writing an article after spending untold hours watching basketball that is not of this country. So that leaves just me, me and you, one-on-one, quality time on words plus minus. But in honor of this uh, solo occasion, I think I'm going to pull out one of my old tricks. We're going to talk a little Warriors basketball, the current state of Golden State, and we will make some phone calls. How about that? I'm going to uh, get, try to get some questions answered from some colleagues of mine uh, by calling them and recording the call and surprising them. And putting them on the spot on words plus minus. Uh, this is this is a little bit of an uncomfortable case study on where I rank in these people's lives, but that's secondary to us getting the information. So 
it's cool. We'll see who actually answers my call and we'll see who can uh, discuss Warriors without being prompted and prepared. How about that? But in the meantime, let's talk a little Warriors. Now, I must say, watching these games feels a lot like, I mean, this is this is on some uh, old school Warriors tip, right? Like watching these games feels a lot like growing up watching the Warriors when uh, they would always play really well, like what, like well better than what you thought, right? You think the better team would come in and handle them, but they'd be scrappy. They play hard. The other team will, you know, not bring their A game, of course, but they would do enough to make it close, enough to get you engaged, enough for you to think, yo, they might actually pull this out, only to only only to like choke it at the end. Like that. That's basically my uh, Warriors childhood. Me and my dad used to watch games. I wrote about this before. He would uh, invariably fall asleep during the game. And I'd have to basically tell him how the Warriors collapsed when he when he woke up. Uh, he would usually, <laughs> I would usually turn off TV. We had one of them old school TVs that when you turned it off and on, uh, there was like a pop. Every time the pop would wake him up and he would be like, yo, be like, why are you messing with the TV? I'm trying to watch the game. And I'm like, daddy, the game is over. And he's like, oh, what happened? So then I had to break down how the Warriors lost the game. Invariably, that's how it happened. Then we would get to a discussion about how we're going to fix the Warriors and who we couldn't stand and yada, yada, yada. But happens every time. This is this is what happens now. This is who the Warriors are. Uh, they're playing hard. They're, they're bought in. They're committed. They got a lot of young guys who are doing a lot of things right. Uh, but they're so overmatched talent-wise, that there's just another gear the other team tends to have that they don't. So when the game gets tight, they usually fall apart. Against Oklahoma City last night at Chase, they go 1-for-12 down the stretch. They had a double-digit lead with a few minutes left. And and not even that great of an Oklahoma City team either, right? Just made enough plays. Chris Paul kind of got where he wanted on the court, took his time. You could tell he felt no pressure. He just took his time, got to his spots, and uh, the Warriors just didn't have a place to go. And that that pretty much is the game. That That's the difference between a winning team and not. Uh, you you, you kind of got to hope uh, some, some shots that won't go in will go in if you're the Warriors and you want to win that game. Or you got to hope you get up big enough to where – the opposing team is like, yeah, whatever, you know, just consider it one of the nights and, and mail it in. But this is not all bad. Unlike the previous years where the Warriors would play good for three quarters and then blow it in the end. This feels like it's been official. This feels like these, these youngsters are actually gaining valuable experience that will come in handy later. Uh, Obviously, that's the most you know bright side looking at it. Uh, obviously, you gotta wonder if I still wonder if the losing and the L's, you know, if there's any kind of ramification for that. But you know, in some of these moments, they're getting experience they just wouldn't have otherwise. They just wouldn't have it. You know, Kai Bowman is on a G League contract. He's a rookie, and here he is, game on the line. He's got the ball in his hands, and 
what, 12, you know, 15 seconds left. And they're down three. And he's got to make a play. And he just doesn't make, he doesn't make a smart choice with the ball. He's dribbling out the clock. He strings out the play, gets the big man on him and pulls him out. I think it was Danilo Gallinari. And he wastes all this time trying to create a look that he never even gets. And he passes the ball in the final second to Steve Kerr's got to take a timeout, which is why I don't mind Steve not taking the timeout. Like, yeah, these are all teachable moments. And Kai Bowman should know after this, when you're trailing, you just go. You don't set that up. You aren't killing seconds. When you're trailing, when you're down, you go. You go fast. Uh, if he would have went to the hole on Gallinari right away, he could have got the two. It could have played the foul game. Either way it go, or you, you come and you take the three, pull up three, or call for a pick, or do something. Whatever it is, that's to happen fast, and not you just sitting there dribbling out the clock trying to set up this great play. Now, part of that is he doesn't know that. He should know it now. So there, there is a benefit from it. Um, and if you, if you really look at it, you know, it's it's still no late. It's late November. The Warriors are three and fifteen. But if you take away the debacle at Dallas, where Doncic dominated the Dubs, yeah, say that again. The debacle in Dallas, where Doncic dominated the Dubs, uh, they've been in all close losses. You take take that away, or at least was that five? They lost three last night, four at Utah. You know, that was after getting destroyed by Dallas. But before that, they won in Memphis, lost by eight uh, to the Pelicans, lost by five uh, at or at home to the Celtics. So look at that. That's that's five close games. Four of them they lost, one of them they won. So that that's valuable experience. And, we're, and when you look at it, they got 15 losses, seven of them are by single digits. Seven of them are actually eight points or less. So they've gotten boat raced quite a bit, but they've also been in some close games. they got some valuable experience, which can't be understated. Jordan Poole is on the court uh, in clutch games. Eric Pascal is on the court in clutch games. That's another guy who uh, he's got you know, he, to figure out how to create shots at times you need him. Uh, you got to figure out where to go on the court exactly. I was talking with uh, Jacob Evans about about the game afterwards and just the shot selections. And, you know, Jacob Evans is still hurt. He's got some kind of – he was pointing towards his inner thigh. It was like it's some muscles in there that's hurting. So he said he's got a few more weeks before he can come back. But one of the things he, he was felt like in that game where he knew where he would have wanted to go. And that, that, that's because he's just been around. And he didn't even play that much, but he's been around. So he's learned from, you know, the best. He's played alongside the best. He's seen them go through situations. He's been in the huddle. He's probably talked to him, And he knows, like, look, he, he'd want to get to the elbow area because that's where he feels like his pull-up is most money. And that's the shot you go for. You, you Like, that's what Eric Pascal has to kind of figure out. Like, okay. I know I can drive left, I can drive right, I can shoot, I can take the pull up, I can bully my way to the hole. But what's the what's the what's the go to? What's what's the thing that I can do that gives me the highest percentage? What's the spot on the floor that if I can get there and get a look, uh, it's gonna it's gonna fare well for me. Uh, 
uh, this is the type of stuff they all get to learn in these situations. This is what they get to kind of figure out. But for the record, yeah, it's hurt Jacob Evans to not be out there because this is where he could be leading this team. Uh, and uh, this this is not all bad. And I, I do think it's a really good sign. One, one of the things that I've appreciated about this is Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, D'Angelo Russell, all on the bench. Kevon Looney, don't forget Kevon Looney. Shout out to Kevon Looney who had the Oakland Roots t-shirt under his uh, blazer representing the town. Uh... They are all on the bench. They're all present. They're all engaged. They're all getting hype. You know, they're celebrating the successes of these youngsters. Uh, this way, unlike in the past, this feels like, like, you know, it's definitely a bad year, but this feels like a useful year. It doesn't feel as lost as it felt. It feels like something, something can happen because of this. And because you got those guys sitting on the bench, because you got, uh, all-stars and Hall of Famers coming back because you'll have a high draft pick and because you'll have some flexibility uh, with the hard cap going. You just know that some of these guys, if it's not just one or two, you know, maybe three or four, who knows, but at least one or two of them will be better next year because they're getting slapped around and getting their heart broken and making mistakes and all that right now. So there's my feel better uh be thankful my thanksgiving warriors approach for you fans out there who are struggling right now you can be thankful for that that's something to to add a little cranberry sauce on top on top of you know what i'm thankful for to be honest with you i'm thankful that all these old brand new warrior fans uh you know these old you know established 2012 warriors fans who ain't never had a uh, an april off or may off you know, what I'm, I'm I'm just happy. I'm happy they get to experience what real Warriors basketball is like. I'm happy they get to uh to to get their hearts broken by a fourth quarter collapse, to uh go into games feeling completely overmatched and wondering uh who who's gonna destroy my honor and my homie uh Brandon Peters, my good friend from the town, to uh go into games you know feeling completely overmatched, to go into games. Watch it because you want to see the other player, right? You want to see the other team star, you know, going to games, rooting for a dude, you know, you know, he needs to play his absolute best ball just to have a shot. Like, I feel like, I feel like this is a a good reward for the long suffering warrior fans who, who spent 20 years dealing with that. Right. And now all these new fans pop up with their, uh, Steph Curry era, you know, of winning. Now they get to experience what it's like. Am I just being petty? Maybe I'm just being petty. Maybe maybe that's what I am. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm thankful for that. Uh, also, you know what? No matter what, I'm sure it's still hard to watch a team lose. You know what? Let me let me call my homie because we've talked about this for a long time. I'm going to call my man uh, Brandon Peters. He's a fellow journalism extraordinaire. Uh, he's more in entertainment, but he dabbles in sports. We went to college together, but uh, he from the town and he know all about these word struggles. Let's, I'm, I'm a, let's call Brandon, but he kind of big time, so he don't be answering the phone all the time. So let me, let me check him out. What's up, bro? Brandon Peters, what's up? What's good? I ain't nothing boarding this flight. What flight? Where you going? 
I'm coming on for a couple of days. Oh, back to the town? You wouldn't even go holler at me. That's cold blooded. Dude, I'm in and out, man. I got I'm interviewing D'Angelo Russell tomorrow, and then Thursday is Thanksgiving, and I'm on the flight Friday morning. That's cold blooded. All right, well, you know what? Uh, What's up? You're now on Warriors plus minus. I had to call my homie. I gotta, I gotta ask you something, and and and, and very right. few people are as uniquely qualified to answer this question as you. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Is this tough to watch the Warriors lose like this, or do you feel good that the newest Warrior fans get to go through what you're what you went through as a kid? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question, bro. That is an excellent question. It, I'm not gonna lie, bro. It, it's tough. It's tough, and it's tough because they play really hard, but they just don't have enough talent or experience to close out games. Bro, ain't that how it used to be? That's that's exactly what we went through. Oh, hey, no, absolutely, absolutely. But I think we had more talent back then. Yeah, I definitely no think question. we had more talent. Like this, this team is rough. <laughs> But but I it's I feel like good. this is a great uh, initiation for the modern Warriors fan who only knows five years of winning, who only knows Steph yeah. Curry and KD and playing for championships and play. There are people who have never not made the playoffs, who never not watched his team miss the playoffs. Like Draymond has never missed the playoffs. Don't you feel like you got to earn your Warriors loyalty, right? Your fanship. Nah, I'm with you. You you absolutely right. And it's funny because people have hit me like, hey, man, hang in there. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, bro, we was terrible for most of my life. Hang in there. <laughs> like, it is what it is. <laughs> have you been a chaser yet? No, nah, I haven't. So, tomorrow will be my first time. I'm waiting for dude to hit me back and let me know what time shoot around is and what time I need to be there. So, uh, from what you've seen so far, who you keeping? Pick two players off this, off the young crop. Who you keeping? Pascal and Bowman. Why you hating on Jordan Poole? I'm not hating on Jordan Poole, but I feel like we have other things. We have other people that can do what Poole does. Like Bowman, to me, is the backup guard we've been missing forever. Right? They've yeah. been trying to get. They've been trying to replace. They've been trying to find a replacement since Jared Jack, and. And they finally got one in Kyle Bowman. They can't lose him. They got to figure out something. They got to figure out something. That dude, he he can play. And I just hope that when he get paid, he don't lose that hunger. I don't know. You you approve of the Cisco hairdo? Oh, no. Absolutely not. You you talking about Fodell Beckham? (laughs) Nah. Definitely not. (laughs) What you call him? (laughs) Definitely not. What you call him? Fodell Beckham. Cause, Cause that's who that hair look like. I do not approve of that. But it's these young dudes, man. They on a different program. <laughs> you wild. All right, bro. Holler at me if you got a minute. Maybe we grab lunch or something. All right. I'm um I'm gonna holler at you when I get in. All right. Are you going to the game though? All right, bro. Nah, I'm going to that concert tomorrow. The the hammer and all of that. Man, you heck of old going to a hammer concert. Uh, you absolutely right. It's all good. All right, bro. I appreciate you. <laughs> That was the homie Brandon Peters. Check him out. He's uh, at Brandon LSK, B R A N D E N LSK. He is 
uh, writer, editor, producer, creative director. Got a dope podcast. Yeah, ch- check him out. That's my uh, that's town business right there. We'll get back to the podcast shortly, but first a message. Ever wonder how to get the hottest new sneakers? I mean, the ones that barely hit the shelves. Literally, this happened to me last week, maybe a couple weeks ago. The patent leather Jordan 11 breads just popped up on sale on a little shock release. I was on the phone doing a podcast when I got the notification. I was trying to buy it while I talked, but it wasn't working. I finished the podcast. I get off the phone. I go straight to the Nike app to buy these Jordan 11s and they're gone. Can't buy them. They're done until December 14th. I missed the window. It was right there. I was actually on the phone this time and I missed the window. Normally it's at 7 a.m. and I wake up and the notification is there. The shoes are long gone. This time I was literally on the phone and I couldn't get them. I missed them. But the answer is StockX, a revolutionary new marketplace for buying and selling 100% authentic sneakers, streetwear, watches, and handbags. Millions are already using StockX to find everything after it sells out, from the latest Yeezys to every retro Jordan to the hottest new streetwear from brands like Supreme, Bape, Palace, Kith, you name it. Even them Cactus Jack Air Force Ones that I wanted, I didn't even make it on the Nike uh, uh, release. I didn't even make it to the drawing so I could get a shot to buy them. But they were on StockX. With StockX, there's no hassle. StockX handles the exchange of every transaction, so you never have to worry about legit buyers or sellers. StockX has you covered. It ensures authenticity. Every item bought or sold on StockX is carefully inspected by hand to ensure it is 100% legit. Their experts go above and beyond to make sure you never get burned by fakes. Speaking of fakes... I might have just bought me a pair of fakes, by the way. Uh, The price was too good. Uh, Some plug I had, allegedly. So we'll see when they get here. I'm a little nervous because the price was too good. Uh, If you order from StockX, you won't be as nervous as I am right now. Because I I spent a nice little penny, but they're definitely, I didn't spend what they cost. So, but on StockX, all risk is removed from buying and selling online. Now you can get the hottest, hardest to find kicks without having to deal with a random buyer or seller again. Want in on all the hype? Check out StockX.com slash bball for a surprise offer that won't be around long. That's StockX.com slash bball. Check it out today. But, you know, there is another side to this, right? And I was thinking about this as Pascal, you know, it, and I felt like a spot where he probably should have had the ball. And, you know, you don't mind Kai Bowman doing that, taking that shot, but. If if anybody on the team is taking the shot, it's Pascal, right? It's that's the guy who feels like he's dynamic enough. But Kai Bowman definitely feels like, you know, at the top of his game once he once he gets some uh, some experience under his belt, like he'll be able to create the shot that you want. But uh, but now I do question. I do wonder for guys like Pascal, like Bowman. Is largely playing how he's gonna play, right? That's that's how he's gonna play, and in many ways, so is Jordan Poole. Like you know, I know he's getting a lot of minutes, but when he gets his minutes, he will be doing what he's doing now. You know, preferably if better from from the Warriors' perspective, 
But, you know, he'll be moving and cutting. He'll be spotting up, you know. Hopefully for his sake, he'll be taking less step back threes. You know, it won't be it won't be that different. He's not an offensive creator. He won't be an offensive creator. Uh, he's not a guy who's relied on for a lot of points, and he won't be that. But Pascal is unique because I think right now he's in a role that won't be his role next year. And I wonder what what does he get out of that, and will there be another adjustment once he gets into his role? We've seen Steve Kerr when guys get hurt, choose to keep them, you know, like Kevon Looney or Andre Iguodala. He keeps them coming off the bench and he goes deeper onto the bench to get the starter. Right? So one of the reason he does that is because he wants to keep that player in his role. He doesn't want Kevon Looney to not be in his role. Not only is it not good for Kevon Looney to go back and forth, but it's also you're losing that production in that role. So Steve Kerr believes, based on how he's handled his rotations, that there's value in uh, growing comfortable in your role and being consistent in that role. And right now, Pascal is playing as a frontline role, as a frontline player, as a lead player, a creator, a guy who they need to go out and get 25. Uh, I wonder what the adjustments will be and how difficult they will be. Well, now he doesn't. He's not going to be asked to do that. It's like, okay, now you need to fit right in. And yeah, man, I know you've been taking dudes in ISO on the wing, one on one, at whatever your whim. But yeah, now nah, you can't do that now. Now we just need you to do these four things. And I wonder if does that mean he'll have less experience at those four things because he's busy doing what the All Stars would do. Right? Is does does he does it put him at a disadvantage at all? Because while he while it'll be good for him to you know develop that pick and pop to to be the pop guy, or it'll be good for him to to be the the screen and roll guy, you know, or for, good for him to be the the guy who who works on getting comfortable with that corner three or the finisher in transition, like all that stuff. The things he'll he'll have to do next year when you got Clay, when you got uh, Steph, when you got uh, whoever Giannis, <laughs> no, D'Angelo Russell. I'm just I'm just teasing you. You know when you have those guys, and now you need him to do that. Like, will he have a will he will he be as advantaged as Kai Bowman is and as Jordan Poole is because he had to play that role? That's just the. Uh, Interesting thought I had, but you know what? I feel like I need to call somebody. Let me see who who should I call? Well, first, what do I want to ask him? I want to ask. I want to. I want to ask somebody what, like, what is the future role for Eric Pascal? Like, what what what's realistic? What is it going to be? You don't have an idea, but nobody knows, so it's great to get some conjecture. Now, now, who do I call for that? You know how I'm going to call? I'm going to call Chris Haynes. See if he pick up. You know, he big time. He, pro- he probably prepping for his TNT sideline gig, his new one. You feel me? Hold on. 
What's up, man? So Chris Haynes, you my homie, right? Uh, yeah. You my guy, right? Uh, for for now, until I, I, you finish the rest of your sentence. Man, I just got one question. Just answer one question. That's it. Next year, what kind of player, like what role do you see for Eric Pascal? I need your basketball expertise. You know, especially on the Warriors, I don't think he's starting material. But, no, I mean, definitely what he's able to do right now is only going to help him when he goes into his natural role on that team once everybody is healthy. But, no, I think he can be a legitimate a, a legitimate reserve player and, you know, definitely be able to fill the void, you know, if a starter goes down. You know, I, I, his position to me is still kind of like, you know, what is he? Is he? You know, power forwardish. You know, you know can 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 do some small depending on the lineup. I don't know, but you know, this is a a positionless era we're in right now. But no, I think he's legit, man, and uh, he could put the ball on the ground. Um, you know, he he got that a couple weeks ago, whenever that was. You know, took that drive, triple drive around LeBron James for the finish. And for a lot of these young guys, you know, this playing time and you know these guys being being able to develop on the fly. It's gonna it's only going to help them, you know, once the once the real starters get there. Bro, what are you doing right now? I know I know listeners I don't know if listeners can hear that, but it sounds like are you are you dicing something? Like what are you doing? You mean right now? Yeah. What what you doing right now? Man, I'm chop, chopping up some celery, some onions, man, and I'm um uh, uh peeling some potatoes. I'm getting I'm doing the prep for potato salad and I'm doing the prep for some stuffing. Or dressing, are, however you want to call are it. Are you telling me Chris Haynes, star NBA reporter, is actually you got an apron on? Is it a Yahoo Sports apron? Look, man, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, man. Look, on Thanksgiving Day, right? I, I told I, I put this out to my family in the, in the mass chain. I'm hosting Thanksgiving, so I got about 35, 40 people showing oh, up. Oh my right? lord! <laughs> and I I put this out in a mass text, and I said, look. I love you. I love everybody. But I said Thanksgiving isn't the day to be experimenting with dishes. Facts. You know, you, you bring your best dish. And, you know, you don't bring a two-star dish to the table, especially not my table. So, you know, one thing I can do, you know, my you know, my wife, she's making, you know, she's doing um, dressing. She's doing potato salad and something else. But at the least I can do, but she does it great. And so I want to make sure she's still able to do it great. So I'm, you know, I'm cutting and mincing. I'm doing all the stuff to prepare. And then she's going to do all the blending and doing what she do, put her magic spin on it. But I want to make sure each and every dish is, you know, is each other's best dish. And if it ain't your best dish, then if you don't have a best dish, then there's nothing wrong with providing napkins, paper towels, and cups and stuff. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of pressure on this day. Cause I'm not playing, you know. This ain't a, this ain't about no BS. But what's your best dish? Your best dish is cutting up onions. I'm cutting up onions for her right now. Then I'm baking a cake. I bake up, man. I bake a mean butter cake, man. A butter cake, and you know my my other best dish that is very important on Thanksgiving menu that I'm providing. Pumpkin pie. That's you. You a pumpkin pie? You say <laughs> no, I, will, I will use your pumpkin pie for. A doorstep, uh, Matt. Don't you dare bring a pumpkin pie to my Thanksgiving table, man. Come on, dog. Come on, man. What's your other spe- what's, what's what's the other special that you got? That's important. Cranberry sauce. Oh, facts. I'll provide that 
And I'm I, you I, buy the canned stuff? Yeah, yeah, I buy the canned stuff. Man, man grow you know, up. Go get you some cranberry relish. Cranberry relish? Yes, it's the best stuff ever, dude. I don't think I ever had cranberry relish. Man. It's just it's just not the sauce, right? It's just like, man, all, here's all you need to do. You need to get you some real organic cranberries from Whole Foods, right? Get you just a whole bulk bag of them. Throw them in a in a in a pot with a little bit of water and some sugar and just let them cook. Got you. Okay, no, nah, I'm stick with my. That's probably ocean the worst spray. recipe. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm sticking with my ocean, ocean spray. spray. Yeah, I'm gonna get the one. I'm done. People like the berries in it, and then some <laughs> like them without the berries. And then, then it's a very important. See, my my sister in law was getting on me like, you making us, you signing turkey for everybody, ham and the real dishes, you getting cranberries. So I'm like, look, man, it's harder than what it looks. You gotta slice those things up. Right when they come out that that can, man. Yeah, you know, ain't nothing you know? worse than when you get that skinny piece after somebody oh, took that man. thick one. Yeah, yeah. Consistent. Every every piece got to be the same, man. Consistency, man. So I'm gonna provide that. We good. Hey, the fact that you eat ocean spray on all that money you make, that, that I gotta go on that. I, man, I can't, I can't condone this. Hey, nothing better than ocean spray, man. I, on, I, can't, man. I can't condone this. Thank you, Chris Haynes, <laughs> for your basketball knowledge. Please don't mess up your wife's dish. I appreciate it. I hope you put. Be I safe, hope you put man. a hair net on your chin. <laughs> <laughs> all right brother all right man that was that was a pop-up on chris haynes that dude over there cooking i ain't buying it that's a good excuse though hey man if if i the thanksgiving dishes need to be the best so that means i shouldn't be involved in the cooking i'm with that good, good job chris haynes one of the interesting developments uh which was underscored by last night's game was that kai bowman is a keeper i mean we kind of already knew that but had a career high twenty four points, um, man. I, I just I forgot about Jacob Evans. He was out of sight, out of mind. So he was, you know, you saw him on the roster. He's on the roster, but I didn't see him until in the locker. He was in the locker room last night. Uh, forgot about Damian Lee. Haven't seen him, so you just forget that they have to make all these decisions on people. But it's clear they want Kai Bowman. They've wanted him. And they got to keep him on this roster. So um, I'm told there are a number of ways they can do that. But yeah, this is this is gonna be interesting. I mean, one one of the obvious ways is you just wave Marquise Chris, and you give that guaranteed spot to Kai Bowman. But do they really want to wave Marquise Chris? Uh, he's look he's looked better than Willie Cauley Stein. You know, I know Amari Spellman makes him uh, a little bit expendable. Like, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. Marcus Chris just looks good. He just looks good. Uh, I, Spellman doesn't make him expendable. Spellman is kind of fit nicely into that most spades role. But, you know, he is a big man. Uh, they do have Looney. They do have Willie Cauley-Stein. So the question is, do they need a... Do they need another center? Uh, maybe so, maybe not. They they just can afford to actually let go of Marquise Chris because they just have the bodies. But do you want to is the question. And that's the thing that I'm not sure they want to do because Chris is putting up one of his better years as a pro. Um, he's 47.9% from the field. Which is on pace for a career high. Uh, he's rebounding pretty well. I mean, not incredible. Obviously, he could he could be a better rebounder, but 
you know, it's not, it's not bad. It's not terrible. Um, you know, 15 is usually a good rebound rate. He's hovering around there, 14-4. So, you know, you figure there's some growth there, but he just, he hasn't looked as lost as he did in Phoenix and in other places and as he did sometimes earlier in the year. Uh, He's finishing at a higher clip. He's playing hard. Um, You don't have to, you don't have to worry about this until January, but you're going to have to worry about it. At some point, and so I'm, I'm curious is if they decide, hey, we want to keep Chris and we want to keep Bowman. How, how do they do that? So yeah, let me make a let me make a phone call. You have reached Danny Larue's cell phone. Please leave your name, number, and a brief message after the beep, and I will get back to you just as soon as I can. Take care and make it a great day. So, Danny LaRue's phone goes straight to voicemail. Where is Danny? Danny, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing, for real? Straight to voicemail? No rings? What's up with that, Danny LaRue? I don't know about that one. Yes, sir. Hey, what's up? Dude, what are you doing? What do you mean? I called you and you didn't answer. Yeah, I was uh, I was just finishing with Nate. Oh, you were on a pod. I yeah. thought you were. You know, you'd be in Disneyland. You'd be in a fair uh-huh. parish or something. I was like, what the hell is I'm Danny here. LaRue doing on I'm, a Tuesday? Yeah. I had a question no, for I did, you. I just, I just did back-to-back shows. Back-to-back shows? Yeah, I did mine and then Nate's. Are you all talked out? No. Okay, good. Because you are on Warriors Plus Minus. Oh, fun. Yes, you are. Uh, I got a question for you. Here's the situation. The Warriors want to keep Marquise Chris and Kai Bowman. How do they do it? That's a real challenge because um, the really the way that the Warriors need to need to stay under the hard cap is by, you know, minimizing the amount of guaranteed dollars that come out. So in, in many ways, the easiest way would be to trade someone else. However, finding somebody who wants, let's say, like Alec Burks or somebody, might be difficult. And also the the political elements of trading somebody you just signed can be difficult. But really, I, I think the way that it might end up happening would be tell Marquise Chris, you're going to have to be off the team for a little bit because his contract is not fully guaranteed. And then you try to, try to fit everybody else in. Uh, one thing to note with Kai Bowman, though, and this is going to be more true with Damian Lee, is that the 45 days don't run as quickly as they used to because now it's really like when you're with the team and there's a game or a practice. And so I think they can run pretty far with this before it becomes an issue for Bowman to have to bring him back to make him a full roster spot guy. But January, right? When all January 10th or whatever the date is, when all contracts come guaranteed, is that also for two-way players? No. Two-way players run on their own run on their own timeline. Uh, you can you can convert them and at any point as long as at any point you want. So they could let Kai Bowman stretch this thing out as long as possible, right? Yep, they could and do it on. They could do it on the last days, or they could even not do it at all, and then they could just have him, and then he would be a restricted. I believe it's a he's on a one year. That's what contract. I was wondering. Like at, at then he could just like all right, he doesn't play March and April under the agreement. Like yeah, we're gonna sign you at the end of the year. Right, and and season. so and. 
it's even more crazy because if it if a player finishes the season on a two-way contract, they only have to be what it's it's a two-way qualifying offer. So what that means is the Warriors don't even have to promise him a fully guaranteed NBA spot. Now, if another team made Bowman an NBA offer, then they would have to choose to match it. But theoretically, like the war, that would be in some ways the best case scenario for the Warriors, just because then they don't even have to like commit to a roster spot for him until another team makes an offer. But yeah, why well, would yeah he's gonna get another offer? I, I, I guess so the too. way that the way to convince him, because because if when his forty five days is up, he's got to go back to Santa Cruz, right? Correct. Yeah. So once those seventy five days are over, or sorry, forty five days. Once the forty five days are over, then you you basically he can't be with the big squad at all. And, and can somebody just sign him from Santa Cruz? No, do they still he's have on a his rights? No, they still have his rights. That's what's different than Kendrick Nunn last year. Kendrick Nunn was just on a two league contract. Got it. So the Warriors had no the Warriors had the same ability to sign him as everybody else. But when you have a guy in a two way, nobody else can sign that player. They could trade for him, but they can't sign him. So what's stopping them from just saying, All right, all right, all right, Kai, you just gotta ride this one out in Santa Cruz, baby. Get used to seventeen. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, the the idea that they, they might want piss that, him that, off, right? Yeah, exactly. And the idea that Kerr wants him on the big squad, you want to know what he has. But really, once let's say once D'Angelo gets back, but also if they can get any more depth from the from the rotation, then you start to do that. And, and another way that they could potentially solve this is if they are less confident in Chris, what they could do is they could cut Chris, sign another guard to basically to replace Bowman for now and then use some of Bowman's time later. That would be another way to do it if they wanted to. But if they want Chris, then that gets harder. And the other option is to just work a two-for-one trade or one-for-none trade, right? Yeah, exactly. Like you, and, and that's why the Warriors using all of their cash on hand in the uh, in the moves they made over the summer was so destructive is because, like for example, that's what Daryl Morey did last year. Remember they signed Michael Carter-Williams and Mello. Both those were a disaster. They no other team really wanted those guys, but the the Rockets basically paid the other team to take on their money, and yeah. so for the Warriors at the, with the hard cap, that would be a godsend. But they already used all their money, so they can't do that. All right, poor Marquise Chris. Sounds sounds like either Marquise Chris is on, stays or Kai Bowman goes to D League or G League. Yeah, and it, it'll be interesting. I mean, because remember. Chris has gotten more opportunity than we expected because of all the time that Rooney missed, especially, and and, and Collie Steiner originally. And so, I mean, where does he fit in the rotation once Rooney comes back, if hopefully he can play, let's say, 20, 25 minutes a game? Yeah, the only reason is they would want want him as a guy to keep around. Like, if you just sure. like, yo, let's keep him for next year. Let's put him on the end of the bench and see what we can make out of this guy. That, that would be the only reason to keep him. But you can also... But if you if you just let him go, if you cut him and say, "Hey, man, we want to sign you in off season," there's a chance somebody else will pick him up, and then you lost that. So, right. But but the other the other thing, the argument against keeping Chris is center is the highest supply position in the league right now. Yeah. And yeah, it might not be Marquise Chris, but there is always going to be somebody like that. So unless you think he is truly special, and that that there is something that he he is better for that spot than any other guy that you could potentially get for the minimum. Unless you see that, then you should probably use that roster spot, that money on someone else. Man, it sounds like you don't have much faith in Marquise Chris. You need to. I'm kicking you off this podcast for that. <laughs> 
Yeah, Draymond will do it for you if you don't. So I'm kicking you off this podcast. Thank you, Danny. Go back to doing your ninth podcast of the day. Thanks, man. All right, peace. Danny LaRue with the clutch information. All right, yeah, maybe I'm a little bit more high on Marquise Chris than I need to be. I just think sometimes you got some of these young players and they show you something. You kind of want to build off of it instead of starting over with another one. But I agree. If they can get a veteran center, but they got to pick them right. I'd take a David West type over Marquise Chris. But who is that, right? Who, Who is that? Who, who could that player be? But Danny's right. There's... There's many options out there. I think I want to harass one more person. Let's see. Who could it be? All right. I'm going to make one more call. Give y'all a real treat. Give y'all a real treat. Let's go. Mama, what's up? Yes, son. What you doing? Getting ready to cook something to eat. Are you making Thanksgiving dinner? Or are you cooking? Yes, sir. I'm cooking turkey and greens and some uh, great northern beans and some sweet potatoes. Then Nicole bringing some food, too. Rochelle cooking some... uh, the monkey bread. What what the heck is monkey bread? Oh, I know a monkey bread. Ain't it like a cinnamon roll with heck of twisting and stuff? Yeah, but I love it. Uh, Mama, you watch any Warriors games? When when's when it on? Is it on regular TV? Not not where you at. <laughs> I mean, they had a couple. <laughs> when last time you watched the Warrior game? When it's on regular TV. When you went. No, I watch them when they come on, when they give me the free NBA channel if they're on regular TV. So you haven't seen the Warriors game this season? In a while. So it just so happened that the year they're awful, you haven't watched? Yeah, I watch them when they on. When, when they on so I can see them. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to talk to you about Warriors, but you can't even do that because you ain't watching the games. You want to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers then? <laughs> My team won. That's all I know. All right. That's all I wanted. See if you were watching the Warriors. You can't talk to me about Warriors, so never mind then. Oh, by the way, Mama, guess what? Yeah, and I saw your little dumb old Texas y'all made. What? What you talking about? I ain't do nothing. Nicole showed them to me. She was sitting here with me when Nicole you snitch. <laughs> she snitched. Yeah, she snitched to your mama. Nicole snitch. Yeah, she is snitch. Anyway, I ma- thought that was funny, though. I know it was funny. Anyway, Mama, guess what? What, baby? You on my podcast right now. Am I? Yeah, you are. <laughs> but it's cool. Anything you want to say to the people? Yeah, my son is an amazing son, even though he ain't half as funny as y'all think he is. Talking about his mama like that. Hey, you better leave me alone before I read these text messages. <laughs> <laughs> read them, I don't care. Read them, read them. They was funny, though. I got to give you credit. Those was funny. They was heck of funny. All right, Mama. Even made your mama laugh. 
I love you. I'll, I'll chat with you. And later. I love you too, sweetheart. All right. Deuces. Bye. That's a, that's a great way to end words plus minus. Uh, next time, you know, hopefully my podcast partners will be with me. Hopefully they won't uh, leave me hanging. But if not, you know what I'm saying? We, we'll make it happen. We'll have some takes. You feel me? We'll, we'll, we'll just chat. Uh, for Marcus Thompson, for Tim Kawakami, for Ethan Strauss, none of which who are here. For Brian Smith, the incredible producer. For Tanika Smothers, the Athletic Bay Area's podcast guru and boss. I am out of here. Everybody enjoy your Thanksgiving. Be thankful. Uh, appreciate your family. And try not to be like me and let past hurts spoil it for everybody else. That's my goal. I just don't want my hurts to hurt others. You feel me? Peace.